What's up, guys? Welcome to the Reborn Podcast. I'm Ashley Horner, and I have a special guest today, Miss Brittany. And she came down from Richmond area to join me today as my guest. And we are going to have a little bit of Knob Creek to kick off our podcast today. This is actually one of my favorite whiskeys. Mm. It's very good. Do you you drink whiskey? You're not really a whiskey person. (laughs) Please. Yeah. <laughs> Please. And then the on the shot on the shot glass, which is incredibly fitting, it says, I'd rather be your shot of whiskey than your cup of tea. How true that is. So right. cheers to episode one, uh, reborn. Yeah. Yeah. Whiskey's not really made to like be taken as a shot. I mean it's But we did it. That's fine. Um, so I just want to welcome you guys to the Reborn podcast. During this episode, we're going to be talking about getting reborn and what that means. I chose the name Reborn for my podcast because for me, I am constantly facing adversities. I'm constantly facing mountains that I have to climb in my life. And it seems like I go through these seasons where I'm having to completely come undone to rebuild myself. And during those times of rebuilding, you find yourself incredibly vulnerable. You feel extremely weak. Um, But what is happening through this process is you're actually making yourself stronger. And it's not until we get to the other side, to the end, till we start seeing a little bit of light, a little bit of hope, um, that we truly realize our strengths. And For myself and all the experiences that I've had from being a mother to being a fitness athlete, um, all of my crazy athletic endeavors to running businesses, I have learned a lot. And the times that I have truly grown or that I have seen growth has been when I have failed, when I have fallen flat on my face, when I have cried on the kitchen floor, (laughs) when I have called Brittany, told her I quit. go find a job somewhere else (laughs) that it's in those, it's in those times that I just have to take a step back. Um, it's when the true growth happens, I think. I think so too. And so we just want to welcome you today and welcome to the reborn podcast. So now I wanted to take a moment to introduce, um, Brittany, who a lot of you guys might know. She does customer service on AHCO. She does customer service on Transform You. She does customer service on Valkyrie. She does (laughs) shipping and receiving on Valkyrie. She helps with social media, answering your questions on DM. Um, What else do you do? You do nutrition. She's my nutrition coach. Unbroken. Yeah, Unbroken, the Unbroken Foundation. She assists with that. Keeping you... Same. Basically, she is my <laughs> she is my real time, real life AH Co. Pepper Potts is the name that's an we, Iron Man reference. If yeah, you don't know. it's Iron Yeah, the Avengers. If you don't know, look it up. You need to watch the show. Um, so Brittany has been working with me for almost it'll be three years in the spring. Mm-hmm. And we met. I surprised her. She came down to Virginia Beach. I surprised her. And we kind of kept in touch, like, Mm -hmm. a little bit. And then 
she came to me. She was like, you know what? I just want to raise money for the Unbroken Foundation. It's really, um, it's it's uh, rung true in my life and like what the Unbroken Foundation stands for. And it's about the Unbroken Foundation, if you're not aware, it is a foundation that helps and aids for um, women in need, battered women and children, and then just helping women find beauty in their strength. And Brittany came to me. She wanted to raise money for the Unbroken Foundation. And she said, I got it. I'm going to do one burpee. For every dollar that was donated. And so we ended up doing how many burpees? 1,848. Now, let's just be clear. When I went into this, I was expecting only doing it on my own. So I was like, I mean, I'll get some, but like, I was not expecting. Because then when you came on board and said, oh, I'm going to do it with you. I was like, well, shit. We did a lot of burpees. That means I'm going to get a lot more. We did a lot of burpees. And we started, we got uh, to number 100. And then Brittany had to step away, and she walked outside. This was at American Sled Dogs, my training facility here. And she's like, "I just, just give me a second. And she ended up, like, barfing. Like, I don't even know what. I think you recorded it, too. Yeah, and I was like, are you, are you okay? Like, should we stop? You want me to keep going? I got you. And you're like, no, my body just needs to know this is what we're doing today. I just need to barf, and then I'm good. And that was kind of the start of our friendship. And then later I, I ended up asking her if she wanted to come on to the team. And, um... We have been together ever since, and she's a very strong asset to everything that I do. I couldn't do it without her, and she sees a lot of the good, but a lot of the ugly and the hard in the days that I just, like, want to take a hike and never come back. (laughs) So (laughs) she ends up bringing me back. Um, So for me, um, whenever I started my fitness journey, um, I actually, on the contrary to what people think, I actually started after... I had my first son, which a lot of people start their fitness journey before. Before having kids, yeah. Yeah. So my fitness, when I talk about like my fitness journey, my fitness journey was getting on stage and competing. So do Is you, that the one with the butterfly wings? That was that. Yes. But that was after I started with uh, NPC mm. out here on the East Coast, actually. And I it was at the end of my first pregnancy with trip. And it was before I had any stretch marks. It was before I had a C-section. And I saw, like, this girl in a magazine, you know, and I was like, wow, damn, she looks good. (laughs) Like, I'm going to be that. (laughs) And I kept going to the doctor's office, and, you know, he kept saying, you know, you need to slow down. You're eating a lot of Oreos. I'm like, nah, man, I'm going to compete soon. (laughs) And then... And then lo and behold, man, like two weeks later, I ended up like I got stretch marks and I had to have a C-section. But like in my mind, I had already committed to something. Yeah. And and that like honestly, like even to this day, like once I've committed to something like I do it. Yeah. And I was scared. So before that. Did you lift? Like, I knew I that didn't. you did, like, sports. But I did like... sports, but I never lifted. I was a soccer player growing up, ODP. Um, I did a little bit of gymnastics, but I ended up going ODP, traveled with soccer. Yeah. And then I, I really wanted to get on stage because I thought it would be a goal to, like, help me get my bikini body back with a six-pack <laughs> abs. <laughs> and so, and what I realized in that moment of getting on stage and competing. First of all, I was scared out of my mind. And I thought that my body had been ruined. I never saw anybody in a magazine that had stretch marks. Didn't know of any other fitness athlete who had had C-sections. I was like, literally, I'm going to go up on stage and everybody's going to point and laugh at me. 
And I actually ended up taking home three trophies that night. Yeah. I, and so what that, I think what that taught me. And then shortly after I ended up doing a photo shoot with, um, Paval is his name. Mm. And I remember going to him and I was like, look, like, I just like, I have some stretch marks and he shot for a lot of the main magazines. And he was like, that's okay. He's like, I shoot tons of women who've had stretch marks. And I remember I was like, what? I'm like, you're telling me like, this is normal. And then for the first time, there was a couple things. One is that throughout my pregnancy, I had so many comments of like being a mom and having a mom body and that I would never get my body back. And right then, and it's funny because it's even now I'm like, oh yeah, let me show you. (laughs) Let me show you how I'm going to get my mom body back. It's going to be better than it is now. And then... The second was just like how it was how I felt. And then once I touched the iron, how it empowered me. Yeah. And that is ultimately what started me on my fitness journey of starting with competitions. And then I wanted to be a trainer because, and it's, it's crazy. And and maybe we can find this clip and share it. But one of my very first YouTube videos, um, cash would have been like maybe a year old Mm -hmm. there's I'm on my YouTube filming myself and I'm and I sincerely like I'm so passionate about it I was like if I could change one life if I could save one life then my job is done and that was like 11 10 years ago yeah and I never expected to be where I am today and that first step it is the first step and Mm. so and then with you, you have lost a ton of weight and you've started running. Yeah. <laughs> and the furthest you, because uh, there's, there's been times that I've been like, hey, Brittany, come run with me. And she's like, I'm going to be your water girl. I'm going to be sitting here watching you do laps. I'm like, nah, fam. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. You're like, I'm good. I'm good. I'm not, I'm not running. I don't run for anything. But you've started running. I have. Yes. Um, really not on a schedule. Kind of when my body and my mind feels like it. Because um, I feel like forcing it makes it even more miserable. Um, but with everything going on and the gyms being closed, you know, lifting was my outlet, lifting, feeling every fiber of my body, pulling heavy weights was how I cleared my mind. Well, I don't have that right now with everything being shut down. So I was like, what else can completely exhaust my entire body running sucks. So when did you start lifting weights first? When was your, when was the first time that you were like, I'm going to pick up this barbell? Hmm. Do you remember that? So I started at 242 pounds in May of 2015. And it was me looking at my daughter and her being completely heartbroken that mommy couldn't keep up to play. Like, were you guys like playing tag or what? Yeah, like we were just just running around outside and and, mm -hmm. like, she was like, mommy, come do this. And she's, you know, four and I'm like, you know, mom's out of breath. Right. (laughs) Like, you know, and just that disappointment on her face was literally what pushed me. And I was like, I'm going to hire a trainer Mm -hmm. um, at my, at my gym. And this is going to keep me accountable. And I met with him a couple times a week, and he was the one that introduced me. Do you feel like you learned a lot, though? Because oh, I think yeah. it's, I think it's important, especially people who have never absolutely lifted I, before. Yeah, I think that going in and either partnering with somebody who knows lifting yep. really well is a really good place to start, or hiring a trainer. Mm-hmm. Um, 
that I didn't know where to start. I had tried and tried and tried multiple times and obviously had failed, you know, and it so, was but like, you had the accountability. I did. It was, it was somebody a, was there to meet you there. It was like setting an appointment. Yep. I had an appointment to be there and he taught me how to lift weights and work out and this, that, and the other. And then I had my son. So that put everything on hold. Mm-hmm. And when I came back, I wound up working with his uh, girlfriend because he had wasn't able to take on any more clients. And she actually was the first one that had me put hands on a barbell. Mm-hmm. A female. A female. A female who does physique competitions. Mm. And because before, I don't think that physically I was ready because I was so large mm. that it was just like not, you, you didn't have the functional movement. No, I don't yeah. think that I did. And granted, yeah, I was a little bit larger this time too, but, um, my heaviest and, but she was the one that put my, put a barbell in my hands and said, we're lifting. And it just continued from there. And then after she moved on, I wound up hiring another trainer at the same gym and he taught me how to track macros very cool. And literally, it's just... Education. I think that's yeah. so important for a lot of trainers. It's that you have to be you have to be willing to teach. Because if, like, your clients and, and the, you know, if you're out seeking, like, a trainer, it's important that... And some people just, like, people, you know, coming in and mm-hmm. being told what to do every day. But it's important to learn. You have Absolutely. to learn. You have to learn. Because it's a waste because, of time. Yeah. You have to learn what you're doing. I, I still remember it like it happened yesterday. Whenever I walked, it was some gym, and I actually don't even remember the name of the gym that I was at, but all of their functional fitness equipment and barbells and, like, the iron, it was downstairs. So on the, the um, top floor, like, when you would walk in, it'd have the machines, it'd have the cardio. Yeah. And for the longest time, I, I did. I got on the elliptical. I was, I guess what you would say, like, a cardio bunny. It didn't lift because I was afraid that the weights would, like, actually make me bigger. Like, I right? thought, yeah, that's what I thought. And so I was really, um, like, I just, I was unsure about it. And one day, I just, I think I was just pissed off. And I walked down there, and I walked down, and, and it was like a darker room. Like, the the weights were just, it was grungy. Right. It was grungy. And it I walked down. a different down, feel. Yeah, and, like, the sound was different. Like, there wasn't a TV posted up. It wasn't, like, you know, hip-hop music. There was no music downstairs. Everybody had their hats on, pulled down low, their headphones in. And I'll never forget when I went, you know, and of course, like I walked downstairs and I was so scared and intimidated <laughs> and I was like, oh, my it's God, so funny to think to about do. that because yeah. now you're like, but I think that's the thing is like, and, and I think that's like a, a miss like conception um, is that like we, we all learned at, at some, some point, point, right? Yeah. yeah. I, I didn't just like, I didn't come out of the womb knowing how to pinch press. <laughs> I had to be taught that I had to learn. <laughs> And, and a lot of times it's just like, it's just like saying, you know, like F it, like I'm just going to go in there and, and just do it. And that's literally how you learn and you become fearless. And so I still remember that moment. I, I like, I'm pretty sure my eyeballs were like deer, like deer in headlights, just looking around at all the equipment and like, (laughs) oh my gosh, like, and what's crazy is like for the first time, I truly felt like that is where I belong. 
like I loved the grit. I love like it was hot down there. It was sweaty. It was mainly men. I was probably the only female down there. Yeah. And I was like so intimidated. And I just remember like setting up a barbell and, and, and there weren't any rubber plates. It was just all iron. And I just remember being like, dang, like I love this place. Right. And yeah. So, I mean, it was like really addicting. And through that, like my fitness journey just kind of grew But I I think it's important that like, you know, if you're listening to this podcast is that like definitely a takeaway is understanding and and maybe you're thinking about lifting weights for the first time or you're wanting to change your life or like start over is that it's okay to not know what you're doing because myself and both Brittany, there was a time where we didn't know what we were doing. And we learn. And then, and then there's like this, like, you know, where you're standing at the edge of this cliff and like, sometimes you just got to jump and you have to take the chance without planning. You just, you just go, you just go for it. And (laughs) I think a lot of that like has, is like definitely a parallel to like even fitness, um, from fitness to running businesses. And I don't think that like when we talk about strength training and physiques, it's, it's so much more than that. It's not just about having a tone. Oh, I hate oh, that God, word. Oh, God, don't use the word tone. I just use tone. Do not. I hate no. the word tone. It's not about just having a sculpted, strong physique. <laughs> we don't use the word tone. There's no such thing as tone. No, we cannot tone. We cannot tone. You cannot spot reduce. <laughs> no. Um, but it's, it's, it's so much more than that. It, it reaches a much deeper spot, I think. And, and it bleeds out into not just in the gym, but the discipline that you have in the gym, the discipline that Brittany showed every day, waking up and meeting her trainer. And then guess what? She didn't have a trainer anymore. She started a training program, which was Charlie Mike, and then moved on to pipe hitter and achieving prominence. She didn't have necessarily that accountability of somebody meeting her there. She had a great strong community. Yes. Yes. Very much so. But it, it comes to the point where sometimes you just have to, you just have to take the leap. And, you know, for me and like my journey, and it kind of goes back to the story that I was talking about earlier that like, I was so scared. I had already committed to getting on the stage. I was extremely scared. I was like, this is so pointless. Like what I'm doing. And if we know anything about you, when you say you're going to do something, I'm going to do it. So whenever it comes to like reborn, like what reborn means to me, it's, it's, it's kind of like what I mentioned earlier. It's the process of being scared, having to be vulnerable. Yeah. And, you know, like teetering with like the fear that's setting in and, questioning if you're even going to do it and then doing it right and jumping and taking that leap of faith and just having to trust that you may not know what you're doing now. You may be scared, but if you can just trust the process. All right, so we have some questions, ma'am. Bring it. I don't know what these questions are, by the way, so. 
<laughs> Surprise. All right. The first one. Mama of four. Mama who works full time nationwide and cannot remember what self-care looks like anymore. When everyone needs something from you, what do you do to reset? This is a really good question. And like whenever I, I this is definitely something that I can do better at as well. And I have to constantly remind myself um, because everything that I do, the businesses that I operate, uh, being a wife, having three young boys, I feel like I'm constantly giving and I'm extremely passionate about my work. Um, and additionally, I like to be incredibly involved in all of my, um, my work things that I do. So I like to kind of explain it like this. Whenever you're on an airplane, the lady comes on uh, over the intercom and she says, put your mask on yourself for oxygen before you assist someone else next to you. And I think whenever I just remember one day, it just really, really resonated with me that I felt like I was constantly giving, like giving, giving, giving. And it gets to a point where your tank will run dry. You will run out of oxygen and you have to take care of yourself first before you can expect to give someone else the adequate love and care and attention that they need. And what I would say to you as hard as it can be, and I know that you're feeling guilty because as moms, as females, women, we just carry around this guilt and this weight on our shoulders um, that we're not giving enough. But what I would say to you is just just start with 30 minutes. Maybe you're going to wake up an hour early. Maybe it's going to be 30 minutes before the family wakes up, before you have to check your emails and spend that time in meditation. Maybe you want to get a workout in, but start small and know that you have to fill up your cup of life before you give somebody else life. And that would be my answer to your question. Perfect. I love that. All right. Next one. How do you recommend tracking runs? heart rate, distance, etc. I'm trying to optimize workouts for some races and feel the need to be strict about tracking to get to where I need to be for my goals. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a good one. Like there's different ways that you can track, right? You can run by time. You can run by distance, depending on ultimately what your goals are. Mm -hmm. Um, for me, for the past probably three years, maybe longer, um, I've had nothing but a watch, a smart watch. I have the Garmin. I have the Phoenix 6X Solar. It's the newest one that they have. But for me, it's like I don't have to do a lot of the, um, I guess, math ahead of time. Yeah. Like I can basically turn on my watch. It does it all. Hit go. It does it all. And it even tells me like how much time is recommended for recovery. I can't say that I necessarily pay attention to that because sometimes it says like 36 hours. I'm like, oh no, bitch. Um, and it also tracks your sleep, which is really good as well. So, yeah. I mean, I definitely like there's all kinds of apps out there that you can use the watches. I recommend the Garmin. Brittany recently started running. 
You have what Garmin do you have? Uh, the Forerunner two forty five. Two forty five. Yes. And you think it's easy to use? Oh, absolutely. It um, there's lots of stuff that you can do with it that it tracks that I didn't even realize. Did, what watch did you have before that? Um, I had uh, a Polar A three sixty, and it was it just wasn't. Ba- it was just kind of basic. Yeah. Um, and kind of uncomfortable to wear, but I wanted something that tracked a little bit more, and yeah. this was just. I asked all my girlfriends, everybody that I know that has a Garmin raves about yeah, them and I was yeah. like I'm kind of sold on it and, and until you get one though then you're you like oh know. I get it now you don't know I get it now yeah, yeah. but so. it's it's been great tracking everything that I need yeah, yeah. so there, you know you have options there's tons of apps like you know smart watches and stuff I prefer the Garmin um, and then you know and Brittany has like the the Forerunner which is equally good we're yeah. like Garmin people we are we are Garmin they're people, great so. alright next one how can I defeat stubborn belly fat so I can get abs? There's a lot of S's on that. Abs. abs. All right. So stubborn belly fat. That is actually, yes, you can lift your core, train your core every single day. In fact, I 100% recommend if you're wanting to build the strength of your core, and I actually like to call it the trunk because the core is like, the trunk, I think it means more just like it wraps around, like it's your obliques. It even goes into your back. Like it's so important for you to have a very strong trunk. And um, you can lift that heavy every single day. But if your diet is not on point, if you don't have good discipline when it comes to eating, then you may never see your abs. Like you could have like the most rock out six pack ever and you may never see that. Um, if your diet is like shit. So, but even I think some people may not see it at all, like genetics, like it takes, I don't think people realize how long it takes to get and how regimented you have to be to get six pack. Yeah. But but also it's like, I mean, right. You might want to get a, a six pack, but I feel like that is also such a, like a stigma, like that you're not in shape unless you can see your abs. Yeah. That's not true. That is not true. No. Um, I think that possibly changing your thought process, you might like, like visually want to see abs and which is good. It's like a fine goal, but know that there's like so much more like be, there's so much more to being fit and to being healthy than just being able to see abs. Absolutely. And abs are made in the kitchen. Yeah, they are. Yeah. And for me, I actually noticed a huge difference and you could possibly try this, uh, when I cut out dairy, yeah, that's so inflammatory for our yep, system. Yeah. yeah. And so I, I don't I'm not even like lactose intolerant or anything. Um and I like I have heavy half and half or heavy cream in yeah. my coffee now. But um whenever I cut out dairy, and you'd be surprised by the amount of things that like actually have dairy in them. It yeah. took about two weeks, but I saw like a huge difference. Yeah. A huge difference in like where I would hold weight hold weight and especially like in the lower abdominal like region. Um but yeah, I mean maybe like just get your mind off of like wanting to have like a six pack or like, um, and then baby just steps, baby steps. Yeah. Train heavy weighted core and then focus on your diet. Yeah. it's good. All right. What were your ambitions as a teenager or young adult? I mean, we're still young adults. Did you always see yourself going down the path of a fitness professional, um, as someone who grew up playing sports or did you have other visions? Mm, That's a good one. Mm -hmm. So I originally, I was going to school to be a kindergarten teacher. 
I know. I went, so I think I made it through one year of college. <laughs> nah, fam. Struggled. <laughs> Struggled through that one year hey, of college. Not everybody is an academic person. <laughs> I was not an academic person. Um, I don't so, see you sitting still for that long. No, I really struggled. To go through college courses. I really struggled. <laughs> so I actually never knew what I wanted to be when I was growing up. I grew up in the country. Like, you know, maybe I thought I wanted to be a veterinarian. I actually never thought about it, you know. And then it was like all of a sudden I was like, oh, I've got to go to college. I have no idea what I want to do. Right. And so I don't know. Like I thought that I wanted to be a kindergarten teacher and I started that. And then gradually my father got sick with cancer, which took me back home. And, um, I just, I never, I never thought I'd be doing fitness. Um, it's something, there was like a transition in my life where like fitness was the only thing that I knew and I didn't have, um, you know, a degree in anything. I didn't really know any other skills or, or trades and, and fitness was literally all that I knew. And I wanted to take it kind of goes back to that video that I made the YouTube video that mm. if I could just change one life or save one life, then my job is done. And it kind of, um, you know, it goes back to my experiences and what I, what I felt that the weights and having the discipline, um, even with nutrition, how it changed me. Like I wanted to share that because it was awesome. I wanted to share how weightlifting changed my life and how I felt empowered. And I took that and I just wanted to literally shout it to the world. But I never, I never thought that I would have the platform that I have today. Um, it is awesome because it's a much bigger voice to, um, to change those lives. Yeah. And to yeah. raise awareness. Right. But at the same time, it can be like, I, sometimes I don't like actually realize, I think like how many, like, I guess I like to call you guys supporters. Um, I, you know, I think if you like actually looked at the numbers, it could be like a little bit intimidating, but yeah, I just kind of do my thing and like share my journey ups and downs of being a mom, everything that I'm doing. And yeah. And I just really appreciate that you guys, um, follow along with the crazy yeah. journey. All right. At the close of every show, we're going to issue a homework assignment. And today's homework assignment for you that I would like for you to take with you is to work on the accountability. Find somebody who can meet you at the gym. Find a buddy. I know our Ashley community is huge on keeping each other accountable. Um, you will find that whenever you surround yourself with people who are like-minded, they don't have to have the same goals. But whenever you surround yourself with like-minded individuals going in the same direction, wanting to better themselves, that you will reach your goals so much faster and you will show up and you will have that person to lean on. And what I have found in the past, whenever I've had workout partners, it's like, I may not feel like going to the gym that day, but I know that somebody's going to meet me there. And knowing that you have a, pers a person that is there for accountability, you're going to show up. So find an, account an accountability person, um, get somebody who's going to be there with you and let me hear about it. All right, guys, I just want to say thank you so much for joining us here today on the Reborn podcast. Let me know your thoughts, anything you would like to hear us discuss. Make sure you give us feedback, like, comment, and follow us on at Reborn Pod. And make sure you subscribe to Reborn by Ashley Horner, found on the Ironclad Content Network. And we will catch you next time. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm.